Welcome to Rock and Roll Shinsu Chu. Glad to be with you. My name is Gabe Estel, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Dennis Levi Leach and Jonathan Getz. How's it going, guys? Good. Hola. So 26. We made it, kid. All right. So we're going to dive right in. Uh, it's good to be back. We're at the early part of the season still, but a month has passed. We're kind of getting a glimpse of maybe what our teams might look like. In my case, what I hope they don't look like. And we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about the summer concert season. We're going to start with that as well. We're going to talk about some shows that maybe we might be going to. Maybe some shows that we can't go to but look interesting. Um, And then uh, maybe some of the festivals as well. And just kind of what the general mood is around the concert season uh, this summer. So it's certainly heating up. Most of the, the, the big shows have been announced. So we're ready to get rocking and rolling. All right. Um, you know, starting with the concert concert season, uh, I'll just ask you guys. Levi, I guess I'll throw it out to you because I know you've got uh, an interesting perspective since in the, in, your, in the area you'll be working a handful of shows. Mm-hmm. But – so, you know, is there anything out there uh, on anybody on tour that's caught your eye? Uh, well, I mean, the the shows coming to town, uh, specifically the State Fair, one is uh, Sammy Hagar with The Circle. And I think that'll be a really neat show. Uh, the Circle comprised of Sammy Hagar, uh, Michael Anthony from Van Halen, and Sammy's solo projects. Uh, Vic Johnson, who is the guitar player for the Bus Boys. Back in the '80s, they were uh, uh, all all black, like kind of blues R and B outfit, uh-huh. and they had a song that was on the Forty Eight Hours soundtrack, kind of like an obscure, obscure uh, a band, like for them to pull a guitarist from. <laughs> and so, um, didn't he that... play with Sammy though for a little while? I, think I he thought did. he was in. And I like thought he the... was in the band for a little bit, like the Wabarito uh, the Wabarito band. Yeah, the uh, later, yeah, right, yeah, and. Uh, Rounded it out on drums is uh, Jason Bonham, so it should be really cool. cool. And then the the other show that just got announced is, well, I, I I should phrase this differently. It was Meatloaf, Tesla, and Sticks, and now Meatloaf has canceled within like the last forty eight hours, and so they have not announced what uh what will be the artist replacing him the whole tour i've got my money on ario speedwagon (laughs) to to be honest i kind of have my money on def leopard because that is what the tour is everywhere every everywhere else the tour is def leopard sticks and tesla yeah they're coming to kansas city at the start and for some reason i don't know if maybe the the fair didn't want to pay what def leopard wanted and they could get meatloaf cheaper yeah. Well, now Meatloaf has backed out, so I don't know if they're going to kind of be stuck trying to get Def Leppard, or if they will try and fill it in with another classic rock uh, act. But I'm interested in working with Tesla. I've always liked like Tesla. Oh, yeah. I thought they were a good band, and so yeah, I'm looking forward to that show a lot. I can't say I'm that excited about any festivals anymore, just because I'm. I we've said it in the past. I have old man syndrome, OMS. <laughs> And so my OMS will not even let me think about dying in the sun and possibly getting <laughs> heat stroke once again and uh, and just schlepping through fields. But uh, I, I'm sure there's some great light-ups out there. It's just not my bag of, my bag of tricks anymore. All right. 
there's a lot of overlap in the festival lineup. Yeah, well, and it didn't seem to be like that so much back during our festival times. You know what I mean? Like, you would go to one festival because it seemed like those bands weren't going to be hardly around at any other ones. Yeah. Or or maybe there would be maybe like a core group of four or five bands that were playing at, say, some of those festivals. Now it's like, like you said, you could find some festivals where it's like 10 or 12 bands are playing the same festivals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of the festivals now are kind of following the same formula. It's like, kind of like, you know, uh, veteran classic rock person, you know, like a Paul McCartney or a Tom Petty. And then kind of like uh, maybe somebody that's a little a little more pop oriented, you know, like uh, maybe somebody like, I don't know, Sam Smith or, you know, Pharrell. Uh, yeah, Pharrell, um, uh, you know, maybe somebody hip hop like Kendrick Lamar or somebody like that. And then, you know, um, fill it out with indie bands. Yeah, right, right. That's pretty much the festivals now. It is. It is a formula. Yeah, there is a formula yeah. there. Definitely. Um, I mean, that's Lollapalooza has, you know, two veteran artists in Paul McCartney and Metallica uh, as headliners. And then trying to think, uh, I'm going to pull it up here. Who are the other head? I know I know those two. Those, they're headlining. Um, gosh, who else is it? Oh, OK, Alt-J, The yeah. Weeknd. So, yeah, I mean, it's all younger bands, mainly. Do you think, um, how much of that audience at Lollapalooza who's there to see some of the more indie bands are going to see Metallica in an ironic manner, do you think? 60%. Yeah. <laughs> there's There's got to be some, yeah. yeah. Just, they, they can't yeah. be that into Six, it. 60% of all hipsters at any Metallica show are there out of ironicness. Well, you can so pick them out because it. of their Horace Grant <laughs> basketball jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> They do love their 90s NBA jerseys. <laughs> God, Esper, yes. Yeah. Grant. Yeah. Um, well, it was like the same thing with um, a few weeks ago when you had ACDC headlining Coachella. Sure. You know, it would have yeah. been the same. Yeah. They'd be like, ah, oh, ACDC. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> I can yeah. drink PBR to that. Yeah, yeah right, right. right. <laughs> twirl, their hand, twirl the handlebar mustache to, to Dirty Deeds. Um <laughs> And you know, maybe I'm, I'm probably there. Are, there are some people there. I'd like to think like us who can who would appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I can appreciate, can appreciate ACDC and the other people in the lineup too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I can yeah. appreciate. I can be. appreciate. Uh, you know, Tame Impala and ACDC and Alt J and you know, whoever yeah. else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for some, it's probably a bit of irony. Um, so yeah, the Lala lineup is. The headliners now that I'm looking at it here, it's Paul McCartney, Metallica, and Florence and the Machine, um, and then Sam Smith, The Weeknd, Alt-J, Alabama Shakes, Tame Impala, um, War on Drugs, which they're playing like every festival. Yeah, they're playing Pitchfork, which I, I, yeah. I can, I can get behind that, that's fine. Yeah. Are they playing Pitchfork? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I Admittedly, I was thinking of Kurt Vile. Sorry. Party foul. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for for me, I, I like Levi's perspective on, on some of the, the Central Illinois shows as well, because I would really, I, I said before on this podcast, um, I think that Def Leppard sticks and Tesla tour sounds pretty awesome. So, I, I don't know if, I might be able to go to the Chicago one, or the Tinley Park one, because I think it's not until... 
not until later. I think it's like yeah, in yeah. The one here is like a Wednesday night, and so it, you know yeah. it, they they would have absolutely drawn better if it was a weekend show. But they've reserved all those slots for like country artists. So. Right, that's where the money is in Central Illinois. Yeah, yeah this, this yeah. year at the county fair, there are no rock acts. All the acts that were announced are country, three country artists, and um, the only one I know is one night a guy named Joe Nichols is playing. And I've actually heard of him. Hmm. I, okay. I, I mean, I can say I've heard of his music. The other two people, I've never heard of. I can't even tell you their names. I had never heard of them. And um, it, it's it's just kind of sad that that's where it's going in this area. But yeah, they they have to they have to book whatever's going to get people to show up. And in, in '98 at the at the Sangamon County Fair, I think I saw Candlebox. Yeah, <laughs> throughout the years they've had some interesting acts there. Last year, Leonard Skinner was there, and it was I mean it was a decent show for just being basically Gary the Gary Rosington band, but. Um, right. It, it, you know, see it, Johnny Colts on base. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was neat. <laughs> yeah, so with all Palooza, you know, I've never seen Metallica, so I wouldn't mind if I were to go. And I don't know if I, I think, I think the one day passes are sold out now. So really? honestly, I'm not, I'm not going. You're climbing fences. Yeah, um, I guess I could ride my bike down there and see if I could just sort of listen. Um, I like. I mean, I would if I were to go, it would just be the one day that Metallica's playing because yeah. I've never seen them. I will say they were excellent the two times I saw them. I saw them. Uh, I think I've talked about it on here before. New Year's Eve of the Millennium, and they were great. And then I saw them the year they played Bonnaroo, and they were good there. And in part of the crowd there, like sixty percent, I think was probably just there because it was like, oh hey, this is Metallica at Bonnaroo, and so right. you know, I mean, when you have. When when the area holds a hundred thousand people that they're playing, mm-hmm. there's going to be people in the back eating corn dogs that have no idea that the music's even going yeah. on. Yeah, you know, right? So, and, and that's fine. Yeah. So and like, I, I moved up and enjoyed it because I I took it for what it was. It was Metallica. Yeah, I I probably wouldn't go see them on their own. You yeah. know, so I mean, yeah. I'm I'm looking at the the rest of the lineup too for Lollapalooza, and um, of the younger bands that I do want to see. Most of them are playing on Friday and Sunday, and Metallica on Saturday. Yeah. So, so like I'd only, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd be paying basically a hundred, hundred, <coughs> excuse me, a hundred and ten dollars to see, see Metallica, Metall- to see Metallica <laughs> and Tame Impala, basically. Yeah, yeah. you know, and band other bands maybe I might have I've heard of, I've maybe streamed them a couple times that I might have some marginal interest in. Oh, well, Sturgill Simpson, I take that back. Sturgill Sturg- yeah, Simpson is definitely. playing. Yeah. So I don't know, a hundred bucks for Metallica, Tame Impala. And it's like Sturgeon thirty bucks Simpson. an artist. Yeah, but then I would get there, and Tame Impala and Sturgill Simpson would be playing at the same time. Oh, right. So always, yeah, right. So, so yeah, I, um, I, a Pitchfork looks pretty solid, though. Would you Would you go to Pitchfork or Lollapalooza? Um, well, Wilco's playing Pitchfork, right? Yeah, Wilco, um, Kurt Vile, uh, Mac DeMarco, Parquet Courts. Oh, nice. Uh, Slater Kenny, Courtney Barnett. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty solid lineup of Pitchfork. Yeah, yeah, maybe you know, um, I would probably, gosh, concerts. The concert season looks much different with a child, um, right? Absolutely, so, yeah. That, so, you like, kind of know where I'm at, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, oh, New Pornographers, Future Islands. I like them. They're yeah. playing it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, maybe 
I might be able to go to the day that Wilco plays. <laughs> I might be able to go to the day that Wilco, when all the other dads are going. You know? <laughs> Wilco, Wilco being the ultimate Chicago dad band. Everybody's got the babies on the front. <laughs> right, right, yeah. The headphones on the babies. Yeah. <laughs> See all these, like, 30, 40-somethings. I just came for Wilco. Oh, Sleater Kenny's playing it, too. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe. that 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 might be one of the weekends, actually, that... I think we're going to try to go to the day that they're playing. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, you know, so I, I talked about Lala. I talked about um, uh, Pitchfork. I, you know, I don't mean to brag, but Chicago's really turned into, like, the music cap, summer music capital of the United States. I mean. It gets a lot of good festivals, for sure. Yeah. I mean, with and, Lala, and all the all the acts, the big tours roll through, man. Well, yeah, they're going to. I mean, it's the you know biggest market in the Midwest, third biggest market in the United States. But, but I mean, I'm saying as far as the festivals now, you yeah. know, I mean, Pitchfork, where what it is now compared to when it first started, and then you know you got Lollapalooza's been here for ten years now, and um, you know there's there's like um, God, there's a couple more too. Uh, it, what's what's the uh, what's the hard rock kind of slash metal? Oh, Riot Fest, Riot does. Fest, yeah, Riot yeah. Fest, yeah. yeah. Shit, you got Riot Fest as well. Well, and all the blues festivals. I mean, some of yeah, the best Jazz blues Fest, Blues Fest. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty... The nation is there, yeah. If I can get out to it, I'm pretty spoiled um, living here in, in that regard. Um, but yeah, so obviously I'll, I'm going to try to go to one. I'll basically be able to go to Wilco, and then I'm going to the Dead shows. Um, the third, fourth, and fifth. I'm, I'm going to all three of them. Yeah. So. Where, what were the other shows they announced? Didn't, haven't they announced they're playing like a, a they're playing in San Francisco as well? Okay, uh, like yeah. uh, like the uh, I think the weekend before. Where are they going to play? Uh, wherever the 49ers play. Oh, uh, Levi Stadium. Stadium. Oh. Yeah, Stadium. The, new, the new place. There you go. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I heard they're gonna now gonna pay per view the uh, the Chicago show. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's pay per view. They're uh-huh. going yeah, to they're So yeah, all the people that couldn't get tickets now can pay per view it. Wow. Right? Wow, I, and it sounds like that's going to be a theme. Austin City Limits, apparently, there, it's going to be some Red Bull TV that you okay. can access on most mobile devices. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if it's free or if it's pay, but well, Coachella, cool. Coachella aired a lot of their shows for free. Sure, yeah. sure. And actually, last last year, I tuned into a bit of Pitchfork, or no, I tuned into a bit of Lollapalooza. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Hey, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't matter if Verizon or whatever's plastered all over the screen. As long as I get to watch it, I don't right. give a shit, you know? Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I can get behind that trend, you know? I mean, not yeah. like I'm going to be able to make it out to Coachella, but there's a no, handful no. of artists I would like to see, you know? So yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so for me, The Dead is a definite. I already got the tickets. Um, yeah. But the uh, most likely I'll go to the, the day that Wilco's playing Pitchfork. Yeah, Wilco. Wilco at sixty five bucks for a sing. Or I'm sorry, Pitchfork at sixty five bucks for a single day pass. If you get there early, you know you're getting like you're getting like twelve hours of music. You know, that's we pretty, got that's money's pretty, worth last year. That's a pretty good deal, still. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, and then you know anything else that I see would just be kind of as as my schedule dictates. You know, I mean those yeah. one definite and one really probably you know and that's that's what i've got um but yeah um as far as the other festivals go you know like like levi said nothing really catches my eye as well for the other ones that are out of state the ones that i i wouldn't be going to like bonnaroo and 
what's that? There's one in New York. I think it's called Governor's Ball. I think something like yeah, that. And then is there still a Wani? Yeah, or... yeah, which is a little more jam. Yeah, yeah there's like a mountain jam. Is there? Yeah, mountain jam. Are they still doing Wakarusa? Yeah, Wakarusa. I think right, right. That's kind of the crunchier one. Wakarusa is where they now moved phases of the moon. Oh, the Central Illinois, the the, the festival they just had for the first time last year. The one that they screwed up last year. Yeah, they screwed it up bad, and like so, they a lot of the people that went were like kind of hoping they would make it better this year. And they've totally moved no. it to the yeah. grounds where they hold Wakarusa no just in a different month. Yeah. So no. in yeah. Arkansas, right? Because like Wakarusa, Wakarusa used to be too. near Kansas yeah. City, but they moved it yeah. down yep. to Arkansas or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. So, so, yeah, uh, so those other ones don't catch my eye that much, yeah. you know, just because I think there's so much overlap. Like the ones that Levi just cited, like, I don't know, like those are too granola for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't really need to see, like, Keller Williams and String Cheese Incident, you know, duking it out on no, stage. No, no. Yeah. For the most part. With I'm, all due respect to those guys, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm staying away from the festivals. Um, of course, there's not a whole lot of festival stuff going on around here, but um, I did just find out uh, that uh, a band I've been high on this year, Merchandise, is, is playing on my birthday down the street, so that's cool. Um, just a uh, uh, little thing to do. Craftworks coming to town. I saw it. Uh, Oh yeah, I saw that they tour. got a, they announced their tour. It's, yeah. a very, it's a limited date tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kansas City got lucky playing the Midland. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw like maybe a, a year ago or two. They played. Um, it's only one guy from the original band. Not to not to mm-hmm. you know bring everybody's pop everybody's balloons or anything. <laughs> um, but um, it's just crap. Played, yeah, right. It's just craft. That's it. Uh, work, work bailed. Um, but anyway, they're, they're cruising the Autobahn right now. But anyway, um, they did like a um, a show at one of the art museums in New York. I think it was like either the MoMA or the Whitney, one of the you know one of the mm-hmm. big art museums in New York. It looked just awesome. I mean, yeah. just the visuals and everything as well. It, it looked yeah. something that it looked looked pretty amazing. When uh, was that? It was like a year or two ago. Okay. Huh. Like they did, like it was like a they did. It was actually pretty cool. They did all, all of their major records. You know, like all oh. of their mm-hmm. their their five or six big records from the seventies and early eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. it was. It looked really awesome. Cool. Very uh, visual friendly. It looked yeah. like so. Oh. Yeah, it looked pretty trippy. But, yeah, then you do a tour like them and uh, Daft Punk. That would make like oh, that would be awesome. awesome. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, Levi, man, Daft Punk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's rock. Um, get, on it, get on it. I know they're watching this. Just get on it. <laughs> yeah. No shit, man. Give Live Nation a call. Gabe, Gabe, there, there would if if you were in Kansas City that you would have a dilemma uh, as Rush and Ace freely are playing on the same day and during <laughs> the summer. Not the same venue? <laughs> no. Nope. Ace, Ace is playing a casino. Rush is playing the Sprint Center. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm amazed there are two venues in Kansas City that could like sustain two classic rock right? in the same day yeah yeah um uh, this, uh you could i mean they had those two very different sized venues yeah yeah true yes right. yes yes and i and i imagine that the the northland where where the casino is can easily support ace at the at the casino right. um uh but we're supposed to be at the who tonight but that uh yeah uh, that was postponed due to some some faulty vocal cords there so we're Seems s- like that happens often now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. um, 
Oh, uh, you know, when one of his one adulterous tours a few years ago was called "Use It or Lose It," uh, uh, that was in reference, I think, to his voice. Uh, but so we assume that they're going to reschedule that for probably September. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, I'm going to Wilco, uh, probably Bell and Sebastian with Courtney Barnett, and um, uh, who knows? Maybe maybe go see Randy Newman at the uh, at the Kaufman. Oh, oh nice! <laughs> Do it. I yeah. love L.A. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the Kaufman, um, he's playing at the stadium. Sorry, no, the Kaufman Performing Arts. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, Randy, <laughs> Randy playing Newman. where the Royals play." <laughs> Jesus. One night only, Kaufman Stadium. <laughs> the Angels are in town. Yeah, it's just like it's like him and on a piano in like the infield or something or what? Jesus. No, that would be awesome. Randy Newman on organ all night long during the game. Right. No, that would be cool. Guess organist. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. Why yeah. hasn't that happened? <laughs> I'd really like to see Keith Emerson at the White Sox game. You know? <laughs> Wait, <I> just... <laughs> yeah, that, that might start to violate the uh, in-between innings timer that they're trying to right. institute this year. <laughs> They don't have they don't have time for pictures at an exhibition. Between well, no, all us stagehands, we're trying to put down ice skating rinks so Wakeman can play in between innings right. and have skaters. Right. It's got to be a really quick turnaround yeah. for, uh, for King Arthur's Court on ice. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Well, my, my morning jacket. I, I, we didn't. My morning jacket is playing Chicago as well, but I yeah. Like just when, when, right now, when a show's announced, like I just like I can't like jump on it like I used to, you know. I mean, so um, yeah, they're playing three nights, I think, at the Chicago Theater here at the beginning oh. of June. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it would probably be really good, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I'm going but, here in uh, KC. I got an extra pair. If anybody wants them, give me a call. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, so it, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff out there this summer, certainly. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little. I do think these festivals have become a little redundant, personally. I, I do, oh, there was another one. Uh, Beck and Willie are doing a tour, and actually, they're going to be in town in like a week or so. Like Beck and Willie Nelson. Yeah. What? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know they've collaborated before because we saw them at Farm Aid, like back in 1997, play together. Do you know why I like this angle? Yeah. Right. I like this angle because Willie Nelson is possibly the only guy that could get Beck high enough to play some Midnight Vulture stuff. Yeah, that, that ain't gonna happen. I know, I, dude. Yeah, that whole that whole show is only, only gonna guy be that could get him that high. Right? Yeah, that that would be awesome. But yeah, I, I imagine the whole show is is gonna be Morning Phase and and Sea Change yeah. and. That's they both re, they re released uh, what was it? it was an album that I think he might have won a Grammy for, but it was an album of his in the nineties. It wasn't that. I mean, it's not classic. The Tetro album. Do you remember that? Willie Nelson had an album called Tetro. T E A T R O. Yeah, the theater, and it says Tetro on it. Yeah, I think they I know what you mean. That on 180 gram vinyl recently, and so I was wondering if he was maybe touring to support. Because I don't think he has any other new material out now, does he? Do, do you guys know Willie? No, I don't. I don't, I don't know. Um, he, he was just interviewed on NPR this morning. Uh, oh. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't hear the interview, but I, I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> he's, uh, the, he's, I forget who the reporter was. Like, I'm walking into his bus, and there's a 
There's a giant spliff in the ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with the territory. Well, yeah, right. come on, hey. yeah. You know, if you don't like it, get out. All right? I, I will be with a fellow NPR alum tomorrow, and there will be no spliffs in the ashtray. That is, <laughs> you'll, be lucky, you'll be lucky if you Keeler. get some chamomile. Gar- Garrison, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will be yeah. working with Garrison Keeler tomorrow night, and there will Wouldn't be no you be surprised? Spliffs. Yeah. Levi was talking about Beck and Willie getting high. I, I don't know. Beck might start talking about Dianetics or something like that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he'll start talking about calling calling Willie a Thetan or whatever. So. <laughs> Willie's going to be like, you're fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Willie's eyes bugging out. Right. <laughs> you got to get him off my bus. Yeah. Right. This was a bad idea. This tour was a mistake. <laughs> this motherfucker believes in weird, crazy space aliens and shit coming down. Bus peels out like he's like, like blast like, through the gate. We're like we're hanging out in the bus. He keeps throwing in the Battlefield Earth DVD. Right. I can't. I can't take it. I almost cut my hair, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh. Oh shit. Yeah. I do worry about Beck. I, it's nice to see him laugh every now and again when he's. I think he did some stuff with some late night guys, late night shows, and you, you see him laugh, and it's like, okay, it's good. Good to know Beck can still laugh. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I weirdly enough, how you say that? Like, I just happened to watch again his uh, his acceptance speech for the morning phase Grammy win. I never saw it. He seems like a robot. Like, hmm. I don't know, like, if it's, like, kind of the Scientology, but he's just like, I want to thank all these guys behind me who helped make the record, and they all just look like old gray hair white guys in suits like corporate dudes. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was like, I don't know, man. He he seemed different. You can tell. he He's not the Beck of the 90s, that's for sure. But no one's the person they were 20 years ago. That's true. But, yeah, he... Yeah, it's interesting footage because Kanye West comes on stage oh, right. and tries yeah, that, to right. like yeah, intervene. Right. Yeah, and right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We're we're all pulling for you, Beck. Yeah. Well, if you've got any, if our listeners out there have any shows they want to see um, this summer and want to talk about them, please post them yeah. on our Facebook page or on Twitter or Instagram. Um, or at rockchew.com in the comments section uh, for this episode. You can do that as well. Um, well, you know, we're at a point, uh, we're still early in the baseball season, um, but I do want to recap now the first month of the season for each of our teams, and then maybe we can talk about some other surprises or disappointments around the league as well. Um, you know, Levi, I'm going to start with you because I think of the three teams that are – of our three teams that, that we talk about regularly and that we follow, I think the, the Cubs are the most intriguing team of, of the, uh, the MLB season so far. I mean, among ours at least. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, so. They've been playing um, decent baseball. Oh, yeah. They're, 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 uh, they were above 500, I think, until maybe tonight. I don't know if they won or lost. Um uh, they're still playing. Oh, yeah. are they? Okay, yeah. and um, it, it, it's been um, it's been interesting. There, there's been some injuries. Some guys had to go down. Some young guys had to get called up. Uh, Addison Russell uh, has two home runs, and Chris Bryant has zero. I don't think anybody could predict that after a month of baseball. Well, it, right. yeah, um, right. It is, but they do say that the. The good hitters, like the good power hitters, they when they come up. up, they'll yeah. they'll just rake, you know, doubles, 
and then the he power is. will just come naturally. Oh yeah, and he is, man. Yeah. And I will say he's he's for being so young, he's twenty three years old. Yeah. He's got the best head on him on the bases, man. He runs the bases like a veteran. Yeah. Um he was Which you don't see a lot in your Yeah, yeah. yeah. He like no you know, he it seems like he always instinctively knows when to go and knows when to stay. Yeah. That's usually a learned skill, you know, when they when they get to the league. So you, yeah. you need to usually teach people that. Yeah. The the pitching has been um overall okay. Lester finally got his first win the other day and um Kyle Hendricks is struggling just a little, but his numbers aren't awful. I mean, his, I don't think he has a win yet, but his his ERA and stuff's not awful. Um, had to who'd we send down today? We sent down um, a pitcher last name. I think it's Germain, German, something like that. And uh, we recalled, I believe it was James Russell. And mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does because I believe the last time James Russell was with us. He gave up a lot of runs, so so I'm I'm hoping that does not happen again. But overall, I I can't complain, man. I would I have thought the Cubs would be okay this early? No, I thought they I thought they kind of were going to have to work through a little bit more stuff before they before they seem to be playing so consistently. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems like they've really gelled early. Yeah. Like all all the young guys seem to have really clicked, and all the veterans that they brought in. Uh, seem to be the right veterans. They seem. How's to be Montero sh- doing? Uh, he's raking, man. He's having a great, a great season Th- so far. Hitting about three hundred, three home run, thirteen RBI. Yeah, no yeah, right. yeah. For for you know, for being as old as he is, and he's big now, man. He's gained a little bit of weight. He's a big guy. Are you saying he's juicing? Yeah. Ah, he could be. <laughs> there's enough. There's enough products out there nowadays that you never know. But yeah, it does seem like he's kind of beefed up a little now that you mention it. Oh yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> speculating. I, There's a lot of good food in this town, you know. Maybe no, that's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, probably. Right, right. He, he found a few uh, foot long Italian combos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if it weren't for the for the Cardinals being off to the best start of however oh, long yeah, for the Cardinals, like 80 uh, years or whatever. They got, but, yeah, they got the best record in baseball. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. the Cubs would be right there. I mean, granted, yeah. they're just in second place, but they would. No, yeah, the Cardinals are something like thirteen or fourteen games over five hundred. Yeah, nineteen and six. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody predicted them to be good. I didn't know if I, I didn't think they would, you know, be this good right away. But Who, the uh, Cubs or the Cardinals? The Cardinals, the Cardinals. Yeah, and, and they lost Wayne, right? Yeah, right. They lost their ace, which for them, I mean, uh, you know, all their pitchers are so good. It seems like. Yeah, they reload. Yeah. Yeah, even you, that's a team that is is pretty loaded. They can their their farm system solid. Seems oh, like yeah. who, farm whoever they pull up just like magically becomes like a, a you know like a good player. Or I know they've got a lot in the pipeline, man. It's you know if if Wainwright goes down, you know that would other teams that would just devastate them. You know, I mean with them, yeah. oh yeah, with them, uh, you know, it's I wouldn't say it's not a big deal or it's insignificant, no, but. But the train it's, keeps moving. They can, they can bat. Yeah, the train keeps rolling, and they'll they'll be fine. You know, I mean, they're even if even if you even if Wainwright wasn't on that team, like let's just say he didn't exist, you know, and they had everybody else, they they'd still yeah. be the best team in that division, you know. So, uh, and even with uh, Jason Hayward underproducing, just like I predicted he would, <laughs> uh, I, I think I think Matt Kemp wins the uh, uh, might might win the battle. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, you might of, be right of there. April so far. between those two players um, that we nah. that we argued about uh, at the beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, and what's funny I'll is just Hay- say it's Hayward's so like first few days or week in in the season wasn't bad, and then it's no, just he looked good the first week or two. Yeah, yeah. it's just been like, Shoo. God, you guys were tuning in. You're like, Jesus, do do well, Hayward. Don't make us look like asses. Right. <laughs> It's 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 May fifth. All right. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't give out many trophies or MVP awards in May. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah, Levi, man, you guys are looking good. I mean, it's it's you know you're thirteen and eleven. Um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, pending tonight's outcome. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, the Cubs are like kind of where I, well, not right now, but I, I predicted them to get the wild card spot you know, one of those wild cards. And I, I still feel, I feel totally confident in that. Um, you wow. know, I, yeah. Yeah. They're they look good, solid man. Baseball. They're playing solid baseball. Yeah. I mean, most of their losses have not been blowouts almost. I think, and if we go back one baseball reference, we could possibly check, but I think they've only lost two or three games by more than one run. Mm-hmm. And, and, I think that's an interesting stat because I don't think they could say that at this time last year. Yeah. Their, their run yeah. differential is only five for the whole year. They've they've scored 103 runs and they've had 98 runs against. Oh, okay. In the Cardinals, meanwhile, their run differential is 41. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the Cubs, none of the games have been like blowouts where they're getting their butt kicked. Right. right. They, right. they seem to be in it till the end, even in, even last night, which was an awful game because the Cubs blew a lead and everything, but the Cubs were fighting back and fought back to where it was. They only lost by a run. It was like uh, 10 to nine, I think. And so they're covering the spread they, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, just seeing, <laughs> just seeing the fire in the players because yeah. last year, none of, none of that was there. It didn't yeah. You're not going to get that from like a, you had your kind of like Ryan Sweeney type lineup. Oh yeah, yeah, year, no, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're going to be opening up part of the bleachers now here uh, within a week the, or so. The next homestand is going to have uh, two sections opened, I believe. Yeah. What happens if they go if they lose ten in a row? Do you think they close them back down and and <laughs> they keep them shut down till the end of the year? I don't like. They might like partially break up the concrete that they've already poured. <laughs> And then, like, mix in, like, a cremated goat to, like, release the curse. <laughs> Something like that. Like, call in, like, I don't know, like, exorcist stuff. I don't maybe know. maybe blow up a goat. Not a cremated, but blow <laughs> up. Ronnie Wu in a voodoo outfit or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was on the train with him a few weeks ago. He was in, he was in full uniform. Oh, yeah. One of, the, um, one, of the, one of the many games I was there at Wrigley Field, he was outside just doing that, doing oh, his yeah. woo-woo thing. Yeah. He's, he, he was like a little mini celebrity. He's a, he's a north side staple, that guy. <laughs> um, you know, so, so, talk about the other team in Chicago, which there has not been much to talk about, although we, we, we do have a one-game winning streak going right now. Um, uh, yeah, man, the White Sox have looked really bad. Um, I do think that if it doesn't if this doesn't get better by middle of June, so let, let's say six weeks from now, I, I think Robin Ventura could be on his way. Well, I was going to say I got two things for you. Is is Ventura leaving? You think? Yeah. So yeah. I, I th- if they if they don't turn this around, like I said, like so, I, what's I it turn? Like, what's what means turn around? Not, um, five hundred or better with maybe like no more than um, 
three games below 500. You know? Okay, okay. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, second one, what do you think is the margin now that he's on your team? Um, I, I, I mean, I, I haven't been impressed so far, but I'm unlike a lot. You know, a lot of Sox fans are pretty pissed about how he's thrown so far. Um, and then plus his his heavy involvement in the Kansas City kerfuffle, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he looked. If I if I'm not mistaken, he looked. I think he. I think that. That game we beat Corey Kluber. I, I can't remember. I, th- I thought he pitched that night. Um, this is a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I don't remember. And he looked okay. Um, no, he hasn't looked great. Um, you know, for me, I think the trade is still. I'm still fine with the trade because uh, he's on a one turn. He's you know this is it's just he's a free agent at the end of the year, so we just wash our hands of the guy. If, I if, think you know part of the reason why I asked is because. From my from my view on the bench of having him on my team for for a few years, he seems like the kind of guy that if you get into a losing rut, he's not going to be the happy go lucky guy that's going to pull the rest of the team out of it. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I I I, th- I, th- I think you're totally right there. He's not. I mean, uh, I think he's a good pitcher. I think he's, he's not, a great pitcher. He, I don't know like if he's te- the best teammate. He, yeah, he's he is. He, I don't know if he's great. I think he's really good. I think he's good, and I think he's he looked good last year. I wouldn't put him in like he's not like in like he's not like a tier one type no. guy. No. You know, he's no. not in that like Kershaw, Scherzer, no. you know, no. Sale no. type class. That, that, yeah, that's a small class. Yeah, yeah. He might even he might not even be in tier two, which I consider I consider Lester like tier two. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like, I'd say list, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, like, I don't think Lester's quite as good as those three dudes I just mentioned. No. Um, but I, I would consider Lester, like, right behind them, you know. Um, but come the postseason, you consider Lester. I would put, I would put Lester. Samarja right behind them. Samarja's, like, tier three, I think. Um, you know, we've got a guy who is not a household name, um, who uh, threw really well. He started off shaky, but his last couple starts have been good. Um, this guy named Jose Quintana. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I have. I, I, yeah. I see. I see some of the CSN Chicago highlights. So yeah. yeah. Over the last probably two, two, three seasons, he's been very quietly one of the American League's steadiest pitchers. Not dominant by any means, but like really solid. And uh, he's, you know, he's a really solid number. Well, now he's our number three with Samarja in the picture. Um, but he, you know, he's he's a really good player and. Um, I really like him a lot. Uh, I like Quintana. Um, I think. I, I mean, I think this year, by the end of the, the end of the season, he could have a better year than Samarja. I think. Hmm. Um, the other reason, though, just to jump, hop back to Samarja for just one second, um, I told Levi, I was, or I was telling you guys, um, you know, we wash our hands of the guy at the end of the year. You know, if we don't, if we can't trade him, you know, if he doesn't look that good, and you know, the offers aren't that enticing. Yeah. Or people are, you know, they're asking for too much from, um, you know, we're asking for too much for him, whatever. You know, he just goes and he goes his own way. Yeah. Um, and then also, we didn't give up that much for him. No, we really didn't. We gave up this guy named Marcus Simeon, who I think is starting for Oakland. And he's he's I mean, he's OK. You know, he's sort of a, just a slightly above average infielder, you know, it's OK. 
and then we gave up for a couple other guys. I don't even remember the other two guys, so that tells you that right there. We didn't give up much for him, and he's a free agent at the end of the year. So even though, Levi, to answer your question, I'm disappointed in how he's pitched so far. Yeah. I don't think the trade was I, – I still give the – I'm still fine with the trade. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't affect your guys' clubhouse too negatively. Because yeah, I, 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 I could see patterns of him – kind of being that negative clubhouse guy when the Cubs would be on losing streaks. You could tell just by his demeanor in the dugout and stuff. Yeah, you know, during the Royals thing, um, while I think that you know the Royals were also in the wrong, um, he didn't help matters. You know, Samarja's behavior, he looked like a jerk. Him and Sale, both. I was disappointed because... It's like if we like lost like our two best pitchers like in a fight and then they uh, get yeah. suspended. Yeah. They like twist their arms or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sales lanky enough as it is, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, hey, he's glass. Yeah, I want, I want that. I want that arm like that's golden. I don't want nobody fucking with that. <laughs> um, so him included, himself included. So yeah, I'm disappointed in Samarja. Um, from an offensive standpoint. The only guy worth mentioning, and I'm not kidding, is this is Avisail Garcia. Is a guy I, I talked about at the beginning of the year, how I thought, you know, he kinda needs to break out. He was a guy that he's still young, but he he missed most of last year. When he came back in September, he didn't look that good. He really wasn't making good contact. But he looks really good so far. Um he's uh I think he's kind of a star in the making. He's a pretty decent outfielder too. Yeah. So he's He's the brightest offensive spot. Yeah, I would say he's like your brightest up-and-coming player right now, for sure. Yeah, he is. He Meaning is, that yeah. Abreu is already established. Well, right, Abreu, yeah, 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 right. And Abreu will, like, Abreu's cooled off. He started off pretty hot, but he's cooled off. Mm-hmm. And he'll be fine. You know, Abreu, at the end of the year, I think mm-hmm. will still get, you know, his 30 home runs, 35 home runs. I think Abreu's, his average is going to be, I think he's only going to be like a 270-type average guy. But the dude, I don't know how many he's going to hit, but he, fuck, he's capable of hitting 45, you know, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the power's yeah, there. For sure. To, to, you know, and the RBIs are there. Um, but uh, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Abreu is going to be a huge batting average guy. Um, whereas I think Garcia could have a high batting average. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a, a, a big BA guy. Um, I hope he is, so. So yeah, so Garcia. I mean, like I, you know, I'm not going to even talk more about the offense because Garcia is the only person <laughs> worth mentioning. He really is. Laroche hasn't done shit. Um, the rest of the lineup, like Eaton, has looked really bad. Um, Connor Gillespie looks bad. Um, yeah, like on paper, they don't look that bad. No, and and it's yeah. it's, it's May fifth. You know, I'm yeah. the law of averages is going to work itself out, and I think. Somebody like Adam Eaton hopefully will be yeah. fine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Garcia's, you know, Garcia's been it for me, you know. Oh, I'll, I'll say this one, one other thing. Um, David Robertson, who we signed in the offseason, uh, a big, you know, he was the, you know, the big name closer that was on the market that we snagged. <laughs> we never get to get him out there, but he yeah. hasn't given up a run yet. He looks really good. Yeah. He's out there. <laughs> but the thing is, he's only got three saves because we've only won nine games, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, so Robertson's a bright spot, but um, you know we're, he gets out there every fifth day. You know, you keep, know. keep your chin up, Gabe. Keep your yeah, chin up. Right, it is just early. 
Well, you guys, you know, the Royals have not regressed like a lot of sports writers pick them to. And I, all of us thought they were going to be good. So, yeah, you know, people, yeah. you're listening yeah. out there. Listen to us. All right. <laughs> um, and they look they look they look really good. I mean, I the Royals are sticking around like they're not, you know, they're they're going to be going to be in it. Until yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and t- talk about run differential. I think actually they lead the league in a plus forty-seven in run differential. Wow. That's um, awesome. Uh, as of as of press time this May fifth. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean battling for first place for first place with the Tigers, and uh, doing it. They aren't as reliant on their pitching. Their pitching hasn't been you know right. shut down. Ventura has been kind of pedestrian. Um, and, uh, and and so, but the, the bullpen's still been good. Chris Young is is a guy who's been able to step up for him. Both is that the guy the that used to pitch for the Padres. Um, actually, I, I was just looking at. I was thinking Chris about Young that. is kind of one of those nondescript names, right? So I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a different Chris Young. I'm okay. pretty sure. Yeah, it's a different Chris Young. Uh, but I was thinking about that. Um, and uh, uh, so yeah, they they have had some guys step up. Um, uh, Lorenzo Cain is having, you know, an all-star first half. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they already have six players with, uh, three or more home runs, which doesn't sound like a lot in terms of number of home runs, but last year they only had eight players with three or more home runs. Right. Yeah. They they didn't get to the world series on power. (laughs) No, no, no. And they probably, they'll still be lucky to have a guy who hits 20. Uh, mm-hmm. if for the season, they didn't have anybody hit twenty last year. I think Alex Gordon led the led the team with nineteen. So, uh, but just to see that power kind of distributed, they've got this kid Paulo Orlando, who's been stepping in. Uh, he's a twenty eight, twenty nine year old from South America, mm-hmm. and all he does is hit triples. He has fifteen hits, and five of those hits are triples. Uh, I think he broke an Amer- uh, uh, a league record when his first three hits of his career were triples. Uh, he, I mean, he does only 15 hits. He's not exactly, you know, raking, you know, 330 or anything like that. Yeah. But he's been stepping in in the outfield for him, uh, filling in for Alex Gordon uh, when he needed rest, and then filling in for Alex Rios when uh, when when Rios went down. Uh, with. Is Rios injured? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, him. yeah. He he got hit by pitch. Uh, imagine that. Yeah, and, right. Uh, uh, so so he's out for a bit. Uh, Kendris Morales has been stepping up. You know, I I kind of. Uh, I, I chuckled when, when they brought in Morales and Rios, and Rios was doing all right before he went down, but Morales has been doing his part too. So these guys are hitting for average. Mike Moustakis has just made huge adjustments this year, and uh, is uh, when you compare his start this year to last year, it's absolutely night and day. Yeah, you can see the confidence growing with him. Um, and uh, uh, um Hosmer is also uh, batting pretty well. Uh, you know these guys again; they they aren't knocking out eight, nine, ten home runs yet. Uh, that's just not what you do at Kauffman Stadium. They, they aren't Nelson Cruz, who's already yeah. has four, fourteen home runs, which is isn't that insane? Ridiculous! That dude has fourteen yeah. home runs. Yeah. yeah, that guy's got that really good like Latin American clear HGH. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is some good. Well, he's already he's already he, been he's been popped. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got he was, popped a couple of years ago. Yeah. This is that new stuff, man. They ain't, yeah, they ain't yeah. finding it yet. Yeah, well, and, but they got to change it up. Unfortunately for him, the steroids can't put anybody on base for him because he's only got True. like twenty six RBI, uh, which it's never a good ratio when you you don't even have <laughs> yeah. twice as many RBI than you do home runs. Yep. Uh, well, 
Yeah. And yeah. so obviously that reflects on the Mariners who are struggling. And it's so funny because between the Mariners uh, and and the Nats. Um, Cleveland and hasn't looked good. Cleveland, the Red Sox. It's All these divisions are flipped. Again, it's early. But all sure. these divisions are flipped in some ways yeah. as to what people were saying was, you know, oh, it's Washington has a 99% chance of winning the division or Seattle, you know, has a 90% yep. chance. And it's like, yeah, not so fast. Yeah, the Cardinals are the only runaways, you know, really. Right, right. Yeah. And, and granted, the Nats are inching back into it now that the Mets have, they've lost a few of late. Cooled off a little. Yeah. 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 Um, well, they won like, the Mets win like 12 straight. At one time, something yeah, they like were that. at eleven, I think. Eleven, okay, yeah. eleven or twelve, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was talking. I was talking to. Uh, I was talking to actually Ricky Cobb, who was on this podcast um, uh, earlier in the year. I, um, I was talking to him and uh, today, and I told him uh, we're talking a little bit about the rest of the league now. Um, the As- the Astros are really good. If you guys, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. Um, uh, the Astros, I think, like the. Next year's Astros are this year's Cubs. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. As, as far like as, the, as, you know. Everybody yeah. thought that they were two years away when the Cubs now feel like they're only one year away. And now the Astros only feel like they're probably one or two years away. Right. Because I, yeah. I think the Astros will kind of, like, come back down to reality. Um, you know, they're not going to lead the league in runs, you know, for the, yeah. you know, whatever um, here in a month or so, but you know, they could play 500 ball. I think the rest of the year, um, they really could with, and plus with the rest of that division, not really looking that great so far. Um, you know, it could be, they could, they could, they could make some noise. I don't think they're going to win it, you know, by any means, I don't think they're even going to make the playoffs, but they're a team that could make some noise. Uh, yeah. they're, 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 they're close. Like Jonathan said a minute ago, they're, they're closer than a lot of people thought, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like you said, they it seems like they're a year ahead of schedule. Yeah. 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 Next year's Astros or this year's Cubs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Dallas Keuchel. Look him up, man. He's, mm-hmm. he's a stud. He's got, he's got a huge beard. I don't know how you, uh, how you pitch with that much like now, Brian Wilson. Now is he a rookie but... this year? Or is he? I think he pitched last. No, I think da- Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, yeah. I think he was there last year. Yeah. He was there last I think. year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is actually this is his really is his fourth year starting somewhat wow. regularly. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Nobody's just paid attention to him because he's on the Astros. Last year good. he was he pitched two hundred innings, twelve and nine with a two nine three ERA, one eighteen WHIP. That's solid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His ERA this year, shit, he's been unhittable, man. He's point eight zero ERA. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, no and kidding. Jose Altuve on the offensive end, he's he'll probably get MVP votes. Like he's a stud. Like oh, yeah. for the next six or seven years, Jose Altuve will get MVP votes. He's a stud. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, just other kind of around the league highlights. There's been some really good, just in the highlights that I've watched. Um, there've been some really good defensive plays so far this 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 year. Like this, I don't know if you guys have heard of this Arenado kid that's playing for Colorado. Oh man, he's awesome! Yeah, Nolan, yeah, he Nolan is Arenado. all over it. Yeah, um, yeah, he's really exciting to watch. Uh, for the White Sox, Adam Eaton made a killer catch uh, a few weeks ago. Um, uh, this, I, got, I forget his name, Pilar. There's this kid on uh, Toronto. Toronto, yeah. He's Spider Man, dude. He's yeah. he's all yeah. over it. Oh, yeah, speak, so, speaking of Toronto, they uh, Devin Travis, a, a stud second baseman, oh, little yeah. dude, I know little dude, like five, he's like my size, five nine. Yeah, you know, he's probably buck sixty, so he's got forty pounds of muscle on me. But 
Um, uh, but yeah, he's tearing it up. Devin Travis, look him up. Yeah, I saw him the other night, and like he was like halfway through the outfield, like kind of almost on his knees, and he made the throw over to first and wow. got the guy out. Nice. Yeah, he's there's some there's some young, exciting defensive players definitely yeah. out there right now. So that's somebody that's climbed a- that hill at, uh, at Houston at Minute Maid Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, climbed that hill in dead center field and uh, made a pretty awesome catch the other day. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Did you know that they used to have those hills all the time in in the old, old stadiums, like back in the 20s and 30s? You know what I'm talking about? The oh, hill yeah, I'd, before I'd... the wall. Oh, it's like yeah. built up. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. They would have those I... all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of resurrected it when they put up that park. Um uh, that park's probably been around for about 15 years now or so, right, but right. yeah. Um, one last thing, you know, on, on that note, um, I think it's going to be exciting, uh, a very exciting national league rookie of the year race between Chris Bryant and Jock Peterson. Yeah. Jock is, Jock is a stud too. Well, yeah. if anybody has anything to say about it, Addison Russell's Addison Russell to get his too. name in yeah. there too, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's going like, to be a... statistically. He's already paper wise. I think, almost as good looking as Brian and he hasn't been here as long. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 He's, you got a, you got a good core there, Levi, you're laying the ground for something good. I'm hoping, um, man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this Peterson kid's exciting for LA as Absolutely, well. He's, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's really fun to watch. Um, you know, he can hit for power. He could plays mm-hmm. awesome defense. So yeah, he's, he's exciting. Yeah, uh, Dodgers come... are going to be good. Dodgers. I mean, mm-hmm. as most people expected, but they look, they look pretty tough too. They're thirteen um, and two at home. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and God bless the the Major League Baseball Network for uh, broadcasting as many Dodger home games as they do, so we can all listen to Vince Scully. He's the uh, best. He, man. They, 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 he's on like twice a week on there, and that's all I could ask for. <laughs> nice, nice, excellent. Well, um, that is our uh, our recap of the uh, the first uh, first month of the season. Will be. Yeah. We'll be uh, we'll be following. It's been fun so far. Um, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully the White Sox will, will turn things around. Uh, Got to win tonight against Detroit. So hey, um, you help the Royals back into first place. Right there we go. There we go. Um, so now I want to move on to some recommendations um, that we're going to share with everybody. This is our bullpen session. Uh, we'll try to post uh, some clips of these on the website. Talk a little bit about them on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rock In. That's in as in, um, gosh, who I need? I need an in artist. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say Nils Lofgren, right? Okay, All right. Yeah. All right. yeah. yeah. Um, My gut instinct always wants to go to Nelly, and it's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> wow, don't you said Nazareth last Levi's, week, right? Levi's just a saint lunatic at heart. All right, yeah. so going down, um, down, baby. <laughs> hey, man. Nothing wrong. Well, okay. It's fun. You know, Nelly's, Nelly's, I don't know, he means well, I guess. Um, Anyway. Ringing endorsement. Yeah, right. Buy a CD. He means well. Genuinely in a The little handwritten note at the, where they put it, like the the staff recommendations at the CD store. Employee gave us to Nelly. Dot, dot, dot. He means well. Tries hard. It's like a kindergartner's report card. Right, right. Yeah, Nelly, Nelly's just going to turn out average. Your child, Nelly, he's just, uh, you know, he's going to get by. All right. Anyway, uh, you know, he's not going to become a senator or anything, but, um, 
So, yeah. all right. Well, I want to hear our recommendations. Jonathan, we'll start with you tonight. Sure. Um, who do you have to tell us about here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I decided to go to the record store the week after record store day because I knew it wouldn't be nearly as frightful. And uh, uh, sure enough, I just walked in and I, I snagged uh, the Wilco uh, Rarities box set. Nice. Uh, uh, Wilco Alpha Mike Foxtrot Rare Tracks, 1994 to 2014. And uh, four discs, uh, nearly 80 songs. Nice. Uh, um, uh, a, a, a sweet little booklet it comes with, uh, with uh, annotations for, for each of the songs. That's cool. Uh, with, like, yeah. Where Jeff, Jeff explains... Uh, uh, what you know? Why, what? Why they were left off an album, or or um, uh, why this particular version? Um, and Wilco is interesting too because they they do very. Um, they'll produce very alternate versions of some songs. Like th- it's almost unrecognizable. But you know that with the way that they experiment in the studio, they'll do it both ways and and really think about well, which way is is the way we want for the record. And that's what makes them such an intriguing band is that they don't even know like what the song's going to sound like by the time that they're finished with it in the studio. So, um, yeah, it's it's got a bunch of live cuts on there, some early live cuts where they nice. Wilco was really punk early, and uh, some uh, really fast versions of songs that you didn't realize had ever been played that way. Um, but yeah, uh, B sides that you may have heard on singles as well, and uh, going up to you know even the most res- uh, uh, recent. Uh, recent records there's a killer version of you and i with feist on here that is pretty amazing so uh yeah wilco rarity's box set you mentioned the punk sound i mean they're probably still kind of getting the uncle tupelo out you know what i mean exactly speaking of which may 1st there's you can watch i think the whole show on youtube it's the very last uncle tupelo show that was at mississippi nights 1994 really wow Mm -hmm. That's May first, cool. nineteen ninety four, the last Uncle Tupelo show. It's I think All the right. whole thing's the whole thing's on YouTube. I'll I'll put it on the uh, I'll put it on our website on this episode's. Uh, uh, so it's page. on it's on YouTube now. You can watch it. Yeah. Wow, I need to get on there. If it's not the if 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 it's not the whole show, it's 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 a number of tracks. I know that. Um, I know the whiskey bottles on there because I've watched it before. It's pretty oh, awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Mississippi Nights ninety oh, May first ninety four. I was just jamming Graveyard Shift the other day. Oh man. God! I crank that song as loud that's, as my that's speakers the best, can handle man. it. Yeah. <laughs> down, down, down. All right. Oh yeah. Right. I, I had a few of those jobs, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, those guys, those guys. You know, as songwriters, they really just they captured that those jobs oh, and all that. Well, just sweaty so well. Belleville, man. Because I remember oh, yeah. being down there because my sister was teaching down there kind right. of mm-hmm. around that time, mm-hmm. like 91 and stuff, 92, whatever. And it was, yeah, it was just like greasy, dirty Belleville, man. They 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 captured that sound in that time in that town. Gave birth to some great music. Yeah, man. sure did. Well, I'm gonna, my two quick recommendations are behind me. Yeah, go for it. This one over here is uh, Billy Cobham Spectrum, and it's his first oh, nice. record. It's excellent. has Tommy Bolin on it. We've been talking about him in the past few uh, broadcasts. So I wanted to get a copy of it on vinyl, and I did, and it sounds excellent. And then this other one is Roger McGuinn. The name of the album is Cardiff Rose, Mm -hmm. and it's produced by Mick Ronson, Hmm. David Bowie's guitar player. So it's got a few songs on it. They're kind of rocky and definitely have a – you can tell Mick Ronson was involved, you know, (laughs) just that guitar kind of sound. And uh, 
I'm looking forward to working with Roger here in about a week, so I'm going to hopefully get Sweet. that signed. Oh, man, nice. that's that's yeah. awesome. I mean, that guy is so important. I mean, you know, the 12-string guitar mm-hmm. of Roger McGuinn. Oh, yeah, turn, um, turn, turn, man. Like like David Allen Coe said, Roger McGuinn had a 12-string guitar. <laughs> it was like nothing I'd ever heard. All right. Yeah, Actually, right. Roger McGuinn's so, on this. Uh, is he? Wow. Yeah, yeah, they do um, James Alley Blues together live. Nice. Such a and, and among a music enthusiast, Roger McGuinn means a lot. But I don't think to like the average classic rock fan, he does, and he should. Right. right. You know, um, yeah. To somebody like that, know, that's half their salt in, you know, pop culture. You know, knows knows pop music and knows rock and roll. He's important, um, and he's important to a hell of a lot of musicians. I mean, you wouldn't have the same Tom Petty if you didn't have Roger. Oh McGuinn. yeah, that's right. For, no that's way. For damn no sure. way. Um, but he, yeah, Roger McGuinn, you know, should be mentioned up there of the great. So tell me all about that, Levi, after that. That, that sounds really awesome, man. Um, so good recommendations there. For me, you know, there's a band that um, I, I, you know, just it was kind of one of those things. I was online at RDO and just one click led to another, a related artist, something like that. I stumbled upon them. Uh, it's a band that apparently they're still together, but I think it's sort of a part-time thing at this point. But their heyday was in... Um, was in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, well, actually, their first album came out in 1990, but I think they formed in the late 80s. Um, it's a band called Warrior Soul. Uh, they were on Geffen. Cool. And um, it's kind of got sort of a, um, gosh, you know, it's it, it, very socially conscious lyrics. Um, you know, this guy, Corey Clark, was kind of a, sort of a human rights activist you know that was at least his perspective i think when writing a lot of songs so they've got a lot of socially conscious lyrics um but a lot of their stuff's kind of punk and kind of it's kind of punky it's kind of heavy though as well so it's kind of punk metal almost is how i would describe it (laughs) um and they were on geffen which you know if you do any research on geffen from the late 80s early 90s geffen was really kind of like taking a lot of chances on people Oh yeah, you know, which was really cool. You know, you'd, obviously yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna see that today, but I think even more than some other labels at the time, Geffen was really, really taking chances on harder rock artists. You know, I mean, they launched Nirvana. You know, I mean, when after, I mean, obviously Nirvana was on Sub Pop, but then you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. went to Geffen. I, I think David Geffen, Guns N' Roses, yeah. some of that from his time at Asylum Records. Yeah, right. They, yeah, absolutely. Asylum Records took a lot of chances on folk artists, and it paid off for them. And the country rock scene with like the Eagles and I think Linda Ronstadt was under them and Jackson Brown and all, all those mm-hmm. guys. And yeah. so w- when he created that in the eighties, I think he was willing to do that. And yeah, they junkyard. They were on. Yeah, he was right. he was willing to sign. I think like anybody if they seemed talented. Yeah, absolutely. And he was he took chances. You know, something that was yeah. unique, talented, but also unique. You know. Yeah. Um. The, this band warrior soul you know it's i got some of it's catchy but i mean it's not you know it's 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 definitely um not something that was probably going to storm up the charts and you know they got they got like a million dollar advance you know yeah. i mean mm-hmm. um for yep. geffen uh, those were the days pretty cool but yeah the, the three yeah. albums like their first three albums um the first one's called last decade dead century the second one, which is an awesome title, is called Drugs, God, and the New Republic. Um, and then the um, the third one, which I think is really good, I think it's their most polished of the three, 
and I think it, the polish, the production works well for them. Uh, it's uh, it's called Salutations from the Ghetto Nation. Uh, so uh, yeah, check out all three of those. Warrior Soul. Right? Warrior Soul. Yeah, definitely. It's like it's like punk metal, kind of funky too at times. It's cool. it's just. A really unique sound. I, I I haven't really heard anything like it in quite a while. So kind of reminds me like a little bit of like uh, maybe like Killing Joke a little bit, kind okay. of something along those lines. Um, maybe even like a, a dash of like Ministry thrown in. But they're but you know like I said though there's there's you know there's the socially conscious lyrics and um, it, yeah it's it's just really cool sound. Really hard to categorize. Good stuff. Nice. So uh-huh. yeah, excellent. Well, good recommendations, guys. Um, if you have any recommendations for us, please leave it on our Facebook page. Comment. Or on, yes, please comment. Comment uh, below, right down there. Comment below. It. Rock or and somewhere, shoot. wherever it's at over there. Type right. It. We've got many places <laughs> you can reach us and tell us about the show and tell us about what you're listening to and what you think about the baseball season. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rockinchew. That's rockinchew. And then uh, also uh, go to our gorgeous website, rockchew.com, where all of our episodes are up there, as well as some accompanying videos and some other cool stuff. Check out our guitar tournament from uh, from last month, um, and uh, we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Adios. Peace. Bye.